Well, hello, my name is Mads Langea Larsen. I'm a medical doctor and PhD student at Isuspitalet in Copenhagen. I'm here today to present our previous study that was published in Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology uh, called Declining Prevalence of Cerebral Palsy in Children Born at Term in Denmark. So the reason why we conducted the study in the first place was that we in a previous study found that the overall prevalence of CP was declining in Denmark. We went from around 140 children per year to 100. And when we looked further into the numbers, we found that it was due to fewer children born at term with CP. Therefore, we decided to investigate reasons for this decline in Danish children born at term. We did that by conducting a large data set, including every delivery in Denmark from 1997 to 2013, including data from the Danish Medical Birth Register and the Danish National Patient Register. And to include a validated diagnosis of CT, we included data from the Danish Cerebral Palsy Follow-up Program and the Danish Cerebral Palsy Register. And then we decided to evaluate a large number of significant factors associated with CP and see if any of these factors had a change in incidence and therefore also exposure during our study period. Well, we included almost a million children with about 1,200 of them having a CP diagnosis. As you can see, these are all the different risk factors we investigated, going from maternal factors, fetal factors, perinatal factors and neonatal factors. And as you can see, we found many factors highly associated with CP and most of them were well-known risk factors similar to previous studies on the matter. Then we decided to look further into the risk factors and see if any of them had a change in incidence and therefore also exposure. And this is depicted in this figure. Each dot on the line is the incidence of that first year for that specific risk factor going from 1997 to 2013. And as you can clearly see in this figure, the exposure of maternal smoking during pregnancy declined significantly, went from one in every fourth pregnancy to one in every tenth pregnancy. And theoretically, we could actually calculate that this would attribute to 1.6 fewer children with CP each year. Furthermore, we saw that the number of post-term births declined significantly. Um, as you can see, we had a change in the clinical practice around 2010, so we went from 9 to 2%. Again, theoretically, we could um, we evaluated that this change in, in, in incidence attributed to 1.7 fewer children with CP each year. Then we will look at the perinatal factors. And here we saw another change in both emergency and planned cesarean section. However, when we went through the literature, we could not find any on the matter saying that a change in um, incidence of cesarean section would have an effect on the prevalence of CP. However, interestingly, we did find that the number of sentinel events, which are highly causacious of CP, uh, was very rare and actually only caused in two new cases each year. Then we will look through the neonatal factors. We saw an increase in diagnosed birth defects, and we don't think that it's because there are more birth defects. We just think we are way better at finding them, either antenatal or postnatal. But furthermore, we did find that the number of umbilical acidosis or meconium aspirations, which is also again highly associated with CP, and even though the numbers did not change much, going from 0.3 to 0.2%, this 
change in incidence could actually attribute 1.8 fewer children each year. So the conclusion for the study was that the causes for the declining prevalence of CP in Denmark is a combination of many factors. However, the quantitatively most important reasons are the reduced dose of maternal smoking during pregnancy, the reduced number of pregnancies longer than 42 weeks of gestation, and the reduced number of meconium aspiration and acidosis during delivery. Um, of course, advances in peri- and neonatal care are likely to contribute to the declining prevalence. However, we could not substantiate it with our data. So here at the end, I just want to thank all my co-authors, the ELSAS Foundation for supporting my research, and then else all my colleagues and all the families who contributed with data for my study. Thank you so much.